Are you the kind of gal who's not interested in how things used to be in the hair industry, who wants to hear from ladies that are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. I'm your host, Lindsay Mayuga, and join me as I interview and learn and get curious about other hairstylists I believe are living life on their own terms, defining what success means for them and living lives in alignment with that. Let's dive in. All right, guys. So we're going to continue on in our series. And today we have Dana Frost, which I don't know, like Dana is so many things, but she's a wellness expert, a life coach and an energy medicine practitioner. But to me, Dana was my client to start. And I think of people in your life as like, you get to like, get like a fairy godmother or like, just like an angel on earth. And like, Dana's that for me kind of makes me choked up. Um, But I'm so excited to have her on. I've wanted to have her on since I started the podcast, but I feel as though it's just the timing of it and going into 2022, wanting to just like have our lives work more for us. I think Dana is going to have a ton of insight. So Dana, thank you. Oh, Lindsay, thank you. It's such a, it's such an honor to be here with you. I've watched you launch your podcast And I think about all the hours behind your chair and I always said you should be a stand-up comedian, right? And I feel like you've taken that at a deeper level, that ability of yours to say precisely what needs to be said in a clever way and touch people, move people. And instead of, you know, going the comedian route, you went, I'm going to go deep and you go, you go deep. And I, I really love that. And it's, I'm excited to have a conversation with you. Yeah, that means a lot. Yeah, no, I, I feel as though like you just, you just, I feel like you're so full of wisdom and, you know, I feel like the work that yeah, I think of Oprah as someone that I'm like, God, she's so ahead of her time. And then I feel like I put you in that category of being like, Dana, just like, I'll be like, oh, I'm just starting to think about this. And they're like, I've been working at that for 15 years. I'm like, of course you have Dana. That's amazing. <laughs> so I know just like you have had like a life that's had many chapters to it. And I know as hairstylists, like oftentimes we were such a constant in people's lives that it's hard for us to do the things that we need to do to make our lives kind of move forward. And I, I admire that about you, but I think that you'll have some major insight for us because just being behind the chair, being the person that champions that person's engagement and then their wedding and then them having a baby. And it's like, but I don't even take the days off I want to take off. And um, I know like you have like the client vantage point, but then like from talking to me and I know you do coaching with Jen, you know, our industry, you you know it a little bit. So like, can you speak to a little bit about like how, how you've seen people be able to start honoring themselves more? Oh, yes. And I really love that. And I just want to say I have spent years behind hair salon chairs because I've been dying. I dyed my gray, my graying hair since my twenties. And yeah. So, um, beginning to honor yourself. Wow. I really had to walk that journey for myself. I think that as women, it doesn't matter what your profession is. I don't know why, but it's, it's as if it's in our DNA and I know it actually isn't in our DNA, but this idea of self-sacrifice for others. And we sort of just fall into that without, without even taking into consideration what we want or, you know, who we are. And I I really, what you said, Lindsay, really struck a chord with me that in your profession, for your community, 
that you are the constant in all the different celebrations and that you would just to acknowledge that you weren't, you know, for many people in your industry, they don't take their time off. And I, I have had the privilege of listening to people in your industry and coaching Jen and really having, um, being able to hear your story. And, and I want to just say straight out of the gate, watching you, the two people I've been able to watch close up. Oh, mine. Let me just say my aunt had her whole career in the beauty industry. And so I also was able to watch her as from like a child perspective. And I always admired her because I, I feel like the work you do, it's so important, you know, because you're actually allowing people to take care of themselves. And so I love that you positioned this. Well, then what about us? And I admired you as I watched you make decisions, stepping out, getting, leaving a salon, owning your own salon, making decisions for your own self-care and the life you deciding what's the lifestyle I want. Cause I think it really comes down to, you have to know what you want first and foremost, before you can do anything. So while you're behind that chair, caring for someone else, start to ask yourself the question, what do I really want? And you can ask yourself that question five times. This is actually a coaching technique. What do I really want? Ask, answer that question. Okay, well, what do I really want? Okay, I want more let's just say like something in your industry, I want to earn more money. Let's just say everybody wants to earn more money, yeah. right? So maybe you just, you, that's the first thing that comes around. I want to earn more money because I do know pe the, the people easily take care of talented hairstylist and colorist. And as a talented person, you deserve to earn a lot of the money, you know, a, a lot of what you produce, you deserve to earn that. So, okay, I want to earn more money. Okay, well, what do I really want? I want to be able to take a vacation when I want to take a vacation. Okay, well, what do I really want? What is it that that money signifies? What does that um, vacation signify? I want more freedom. Well, what do I want? What do I really want? I want why do I want more freedom? I want more freedom so that I can do something besides work that I want to do. Okay. Well, what do I really want? You just keep going down and you, I think that you will find because you've already discovered what do you really want? Meaning purpose. Like you can fill in the blank for yourself. Lindsay, I've watched you. Yeah, no, that's, that's powerful. And I even feel like as you were talking, it's like, even as clients come in and they're like sharing their lives, like, I remember sometimes being like, must be nice to go on a vacation or must be nice having that kind of attitude. And it's like, wait, that's a clue. What that person yeah. has is like, maybe the direction I want to head in. I'm feeling triggered by them because I want what they have and I can have it. I just have to like, it's always a mirror. Other people are always reflecting what what we really want. If, if we have jealousy, actually don't judge yourself. If you're like looking at your clients going, Oh, I, you know, you feel like you're jealous. That's all of our emotions. No matter if we, we label them good and bad, which is not so helpful because all of them tell us a story about our deeper desires. And so 
Yeah, that's a great example. Wow, I wish I could do that. Well, you can if you believe you can and you create the conditions. Yeah, totally. And like, I've heard you talk before about, you know, just like the things we should be doing. And I think like, you know, being behind the chair and like, we should be that constant in people's life. We should be, we should like, and we don't always have a lot of time to think about it because we're moving so quickly and life's coming at everyone. It doesn't, not even our, just our profession, but it's like people need their hair done. And it's like, I remember being in that kind of fight or flight and thinking it was an emergency every time someone needed to get in. And like, what do you, what have you found about people that like, just like being stuck in like what we should be doing? Cause as hairstyles, I think we feel like we signed up sometimes for this role and that this is the role we play and that we can't change it. Mm-hmm. Well, I ask people to take should out of their conversation with themselves. Just remove that. I am choosing to make this decision. It's my choice, right? Like instead of I should, well, I'm actually choosing this. Is there an option for a different choice? Because when we have shoulds, and I've had plenty of shoulds in my life. I mean, I had to shed all of my shoulds to get to where, yeah, to get to where I am. I I really had to, it's hard to do that when you are, you know, the roles that you play kind of layer on the, in our own belief system that we have to have playing that role means we have to, in an emergency, fix somebody's hair, or we have to, you know, whatever it is that we have to do. If we're a mom, we have to show up for every single one of our kids events. I really actually believe that at a time in my life, that that was a good mom that I was showing up for every little thing. And then I moved abroad and I met all these amazing South American women and they didn't go to every single one of their kids performances or athletic events. And they had amazing relationships with their kids. And it, you know, it kind of, it just exploded my perspective that that's not the definition of being a good mom is show is necessarily showing up there's something that's far deeper in its connection. And I think when we can set aside should and go deeper and let, you know, begin to get curious and explore how do we really feel about the things we do in our life that we think we should do them and begin to look at other options. Because when we are doing something from the perspective of should energetically, actually we're not in alignment. And so nobody really is benefiting. We're, our nervous system knows that our body knows the truth. So if we're doing something from a should, our nervous system actually reads that and records it physiologically. And that is a negative, it's, it, it can be an immune suppressant. That's a really strong thing for me to say, but it, I have, it is really true. When there's a negative charge in the system, that is an immune suppressant and a should activity is a negative charge. And so you've got to figure out where where are the positive, how can you create positive charges? It's what you've been doing with your life. You've been creating positive charges, turning the negative charges into positive ones. Yeah. How do you even, yeah. As you were saying that, I'm like, oh my gosh, like being behind the chair and eliminating the hours I didn't like, eliminating the kinds of clients that weren't a match for me anymore, eliminating the services of like fashion colors that aren't really a match for me. I'm like, 
oh my God, I get to do this every day. Like not every day. I don't want to do it every day. Let's be clear. But like, oh my God, this is so enjoyable. Like I saw three people before this podcast and it's like, they were all just like a great match. They all just were a great match for me. And I'm like, oh my God. And like, if I didn't get rid of all the other stuff, I could have never peeled away to like what makes it awesome. Yeah. And I've watched you do that. And it is, it is really amazing to, to be where you are right now to say, I love, I am loving, you know, the clients that I get to serve, not that I have to serve, but I get to show up for them. It's how I feel about coaching or, or whatever, you know, there have been many iterations of how I do the work that I do. And it, and those change, the iterations come because I, I realize, oh, this isn't really working for where I am today. And you earlier, you mentioned seasons. There are, we have different seasons and what's going to work for this season. So we're, we're on a new year. We're in a new year, the start of a new year. What's going to work for you this year? Because what was worked for you last year? Life is too dynamic to just assume that what worked last year is going to be what's going to work this year. No, everything changes. Everything's new. Yeah, no, that's so true. And like when you were talking about like the shoulds, I found for me that like the more that I didn't listen to myself and the more that I like lived outside of that, that I feel like I started to like, you kind of like, I would lose, like I continue to lose more and more touch with myself. It's painful. I've been there. It's painful. And we begin to feel like lose touch with yourself. We begin to, to have emotions that are depleting or we, the other thing that we'll do is we'll cover it up with false happiness and distractions. Oh, Dana, this is it. I just, this is where I wanted to go. And you took it there. <laughs> yes. So I think I wrote down something from, from listening to your podcast. Um, so you had the podcast on keeping up appearances. And I wrote, what if keeping up appearances is keeping you from the life you are meant to, ha- to live? And I feel like hairstylists in general, like everything we just talked about, but then on top of that, people come in and how are you? I'm great. It's great. I'm great. Like, and how like you cover it up mm-hmm. and you don't even know you're doing it. Yeah, it's true. Um, and how do you discover that you're, that you, how do you get to what's really true? You're truly experiencing I had to get to that, Lindsay. I remember when I did my coach training, life coach training, I was living in Brazil. We had five kids then. They were all little. And I almost didn't go to my coach training because there was a lot I had to orchestrate to leave Brazil and come to the U.S. And and I'm so glad I did because it really changed my life. But Dr. Martha Beck, who trained me, she's really the one who taught me how to get to what is true for me. And what your words have to match what your body is feeling. And so it really comes down to paying attention to what's happening with your body. Why? Because your body only responds to stimulus. Doesn't matter whatever the stimulus, it it is the weather, it's the people you're around, it's the activities you're doing, it's actually even the food that you eat. Some food doesn't agree, may not agree with you. And if you're paying attention your body is going to give you clues what agrees with you and what doesn't agree with you. That's where you're going to 
So if you have someone in your chair, and, and I was the person in Dr. Martha Beck's chair, if you will, in my coach training, and I was talking about a relationship with one of my children. And I was, in essence, making excuses for this child of mine saying, well, she's just a child and she doesn't know better. And it's, and, and, and meanwhile, I was, I was effing miserable. And this child was a, a terror in our home. Bless her now. But I mean, at that time, I was reading her as a terror. It doesn't matter what she was doing. My body experienced the situation as really disruptive, like total chaos. I was, I didn't believe that I could say that out loud. I didn't even believe I could believe that. And my boss, she nailed me with my body. She did something called the arm thing. You can muscle test with someone's arm and you can avoid, you can bypass the mind and talk directly to the body through testing someone's muscle. And wow. She nailed me and she did the, she calls it the arm thing. And I suddenly realized what I was saying didn't match what I, what my body really felt. And you only have to have that happen once for someone to nail you once, or you, we all maybe will have that experience where life hands us this, a, a set of cards and we suddenly see the truth. Like the scales are, are removed from our eyes and we just see what's really happening in our life. Both of us have had a, a very similar experience, Lindsay, where we, we know, you know, we've had that, the scales are removed and we can see what's happening for us. It was in our marriage. And so you have that experience and you begin to pay attention and your body will show you the way. But I think I've kind of lost my train of thought. No, but we, you didn't. It's so good. It's so good. Like, like, I feel like everything you're saying about like finding, like knowing in your gut. And I, as you were saying that, like we only, we know, but then like, I can remember being like going to my coworkers and being like, I don't think I want to do this person's hair anymore. I don't like how they make me feel. Do you think it's okay? Would you do what I'm doing? Can you like, how would you handle what I'm going through? Well, I wouldn't do that. And I'm like, I just lost trust, like in what I want to do, but it's like that person has a completely different setup. That person has a completely different experience with that person. But I, what you were saying hit hard for me. Cause I'm like, we're, we might know like an inner knowing, but then we kind of crowd surf to get people's opinions. And, and then we lose, we lose that momentum or that confidence in ourselves. And I'm like, or, or we do it anyway, but we're scared shitless, which is a great way. It's still a good way to go. Uh, it is. Fear is highly motivating. And we're going, when we, I will tell you, you can count on fear when you start to shed the shoulds. It is really scary. Like I made a big decision to not spend Christmas with my family for many different reasons. And I went and spent it with my mom. That was scary. I hadn't done that in 32 years. Well, you know, but it's okay if it's if it's scary. Sometimes, honestly, it means it's the right direction. No, and like even when we're talking about like choosing yourself or going in a new direction or kind of like being in a different chapter and it not feeling good initially, like I feel like we're kind of sold this idea that like when you start going in the right direction, it just all kind of clicks and it's like no, it feels like shit for a while because it's new, it's different, it's like you don't have like the pathways built. And I think that's really helpful because I know when I've like started to set boundaries or I make a change in my business. It doesn't feel good right away. That's so true. I think that's really important to set expectations appropriately because what we, the headlines that we get about these life changes and, you know, 
it does make it seem like it should feel amazing. And I really do believe we're, why are we afraid of fee, even feelings that bring, might make us feel uncomfortable? It's all just a message to our soul. Whatever feelings we have, like we need to really, I had to come to a place where I embraced all of my feelings and I saw all of them as communication really from the depth of my soul of, and, and to sit with it. And I, we were talking about distractions or, you know, false sense of happiness. I found myself just on my way home. Like I ha- I was having a lot of feelings about, you know, I kind of went backwards to spend time with, you know, with my family of procreation, not the family I created. And, and, you know, there are good and challenging aspects of that. And so, you know, when we, when we get curious and we start really paying attention, we'll notice all these different things and some of the uncomfortable, some of the things maybe we don't like, instead of sitting in the discomfort, we want to distract ourselves with something. And I found myself wanting to distract myself with like stupid shit, like social media. And I, I, I know too well. So I'm watching myself going, you are so clever. Or I wanted to watch this Netflix thing, Emily in Paris, which I did. And I loved it. And it was so super cute, but I knew I was like, you are distracting yourself. And, and even that's okay. Like even just the awareness that I had some really intense feelings and I couldn't feel them all at once. Like I had to just, okay, I feel it for a little bit take a little break, distract myself. It's, it's, it is okay. Like I really believe it's can be challenging to be a human and we need to just buoy ourselves with grace. That is true, authentic grace. And if we're going to distract ourselves, just be aware, be open, aware to everything that's happening. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I feel like like the consciousness, like it's like even knowing that a pattern's at play is like helpful, even mm-hmm. if you don't change that pattern. Like the consciousness is like maybe the the answer. Like it's not going to go away. It's just like, oh mm-hmm. man, it's that that's what's happening right now. Or like I can see myself being like, oh, I don't really. I, I've noticed about myself about the holidays. I'm like, I don't really like being with a lot of people or like going to a museum with a lot of people or doing. I find myself feeling like. I think it's just overwhelming for me. And it's like, oh, you know, I actually think that's a, f- I get curious now. And I'm like, I don't know that it'll ever go away or like these things will go away as much as being like, I wonder if I, a lot of times I felt like just kind of lost in the shuffle and just like getting curious about it. Cause it's like, yes. that that's helpful. Like even behind the chair, it's like some of the, like, it'll never go away that I'm not stressed out when a client comes in late. But now I like, I'm like, oh, when someone's late, it it's stressful because then I feel like I have to pull a rabbit out of my ass. And like, and it's like, and that, why is that stressful? It's like, well, because I, I don't have a job where I can be a therapist and be like, oh, time's up. We'll pick up where we left off last time. It's like, it oh, that's so true. <laughs> you know, like you, gotta, you have to make the same thing happen in less amount of time. And like, I don't know. I think that's kind of, kind of the awareness of it is like, and if I can't do it in that amount of time, then I have to have the difficult conversation of like, I'm not going to have time to do it today. And like being honest and like, even yeah. back to the beginning of like, when you drop the shoulds and you kind of go back to connection, like, that's what I think I love about my job now is that because I've gotten more authentic and more honest about like what comes up for me, I end up having like these, like literally like I was crying with one of my clients today because she's got a dog and she knows about my dog passing. And it's like, that's real connection. 
That is real connection. And that's yeah. what it's about. And if you're saying like, you know, like when you drop the shoulds, you can really get to what's important. And it's like, that could be in anyone's profession, but particularly in ours, like what a cool role we get to have. And like, I learned something from each person and it's like, I really am connecting. And even with yourself, like when you're saying like, when you're aware of what's coming up, it's like, I'm just connected to myself. And I found myself doing that at the holidays this year going, I'm going to go journal. I'm going to go do this just for five minutes. And just like, recalibrate with myself because I wasn't ever very good at that. I'm like, I remember even when I finished my workout, I was like, okay, my mom's here. My family's here. Do I have time for the 10 minute Taylor Swift stretch? Is everyone waiting on me? Like, oh, everyone's waiting. No one gave a fuck. Of course I did the stretch and it was great, but it's like the stories we have in our heads of like our role and what we're supposed to be doing. And Mm -hmm. it really trips you up and it keeps you from, you know, living outside of that when it's like, no one would probably care and you'd be a lot happier. Well, you would definitely be a lot happier. And sometimes I will say the intimate people in our life don't, they don't appreciate when we start dropping the shoulds because we mess with their world. And so you have to have what I say is a strong spine and a soft heart. You know, you have to be, have strong backbone, so that you know, you really have to know what you want. It, it goes back to the beginning of the cup. You don't know what you want. You ain't got nothing. Sorry, improper grammar, but you ain't I got liked nothing. It. I liked you, it. you know, so if you, you know, when you have a, if you have a strong spine, you know what you want. And that, imagine the strong spine, you are grounded. Your roots go deep into the earth and you're strong and your whole structure can, can stand strong. But you don't want to be, you know, that's a strong structure and you don't, you don't really want to then just be, have rough edges, like bone strong that you're hitting everybody and it's harsh. You want, you want your heart to actually then be soft so that when you have what I call Tao, transparent, authentic, open communication, which is what you've learned to do. I I know you have, because I've watched you, you know, in your business You've learned to have the hard conversations, transparent, authentic, open, but in a way, if the heart's soft, and when we are connected to ourselves, our heart is soft. It just is. When we take the time, the heart's soft, and then other people, I don't know, it's like a, it's like a nice dance that happens, or like trees flowing, like trees are grounded, but yet they have some give with the wind, and I don't know. It's really a beautiful thing. God. Yeah. Like that is like, I feel like totally what I want for other hairstylists to be like able to stand in their power, but true authentic power. That's not like you said, hitting everyone. And like, I feel like that's like when you first do boundaries, it's like, why doesn't anyone respect my boundaries? You're you're coming in and coming a little hot, you know, take it down a notch. Maybe don't even tell them you have the boundary. Just maybe just act a little more natural. And I feel like that's so true. Like, like just like being able, like, I think people are so afraid to like have the conversations, but if you come at it from that place, what you just described, which was so easy to visualize, it's like people, you can't go wrong. Even if someone reacts, you know, and you're disappointed with the reaction, you can't go wrong. It's so true. And you know what? I always, when I encourage my clients and actually even my kids to have transparent, authentic, open communication about something. This goes way back. So I started coaching in 2007. It goes way back. I mean, I'm client number one, goes way back. 
every time I'm like, you need to have that transparent, authentic, open communication. I've never, ever heard someone say, well, that just didn't go well. That was, I've never heard someone say people have always gotten in essence what they want, or, you know, maybe the other person didn't like it, but because the spine was strong, but the heart was soft, there was a reception to, well, it's like me making a decision to, and telling my husband, Hey, I'm not going to be spending Christmas with you this summer. The way I was able to communicate it, he just folded over and like, okay, what do you need? <laughs> yeah. So it's so cool about just like even the, de- it's not even, it's just not even, it's like the, what you're saying, the delivery of what you're saying, it's like more, it says a lot more about the delivery than it does the actual words. Cause if you can say something in a way that people can hear it. Mm-hmm. And I think so many times the way that, you know, hairstyles are uncomfortable having hard conversations, like you already lo- lose the person before you even start. Mm-hmm. And like you just said, like you told your husband you weren't going to be at Christmas. I mean, that couldn't have been an easy sell. And it sounds like it kind of went swimmingly. It did. I mean, did, was there just, even for my kids, there was disappointment, but they all understood. And it it had to do with the delivery. I, you know, it is, it's, it is in the delivery. But if you, if you're not connecting to yourself and tenderly caring for yourself, it's hard to give that delivery in a oh, way. That's it, that's it Dana. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah. So what would you say like people can do if they're like, yeah, I know what I, the information I need to deliver. I'm not connected to myself. I'm making these changes so I can start that journey. How, how would you advise them to move forward? Well, I always say it sounds so my methods are so simple, but it really starts with your breath. Because first you have to, Write this down, everybody. Deep, slow, quiet, regular, a healthy breathing pattern. It just starts right there. This is your behind the chair, you're at home, whatever you're doing, you're driving your car, you're on public transportation. Your breathing pattern has to be deep, slow, quiet, regular. That alone, okay, there's some connection because the breath represents your spirit and the breath is physical, it's also physical. It's air and it's physical. So you just, you start there. That slows everything down. First, so first, just connect to yourself. It's just the most important thing. Then do your heart-focused breathing. Very simple. Visualize your inhale and exhale to flow to and from your heart center. There is nothing magical about what I'm saying. It's very simple and it's actually research-based. Heart, the HeartMath Institute, ha- this comes directly from them. They've researched this. And when we, the intelligence in your heart, when you visualize your inhale and exhale to flow to and from your heart center, you can actually synchronize people around you. It is, it is crazy how you can calm a situation when you just, you stand in your own power. We are so powerful if you can tap into your strong spine, soft heart, heart-focused breathing, your, your, and your inhale and exhales, deep, slow, quiet, regular, that is, it's like a superpower. And people line, you know, people get in order energetically. So you just, you really start with that. It's so simple. Oh God, that's so cool too, to know that it's not like, 
you know, like this huge journey people have to take. It's like just connecting with themselves, reminding, remembering, even just like to remember to breathe deeply is saying like, you're, I'm worthy of this deep breath and I'm going to just focus on me for a minute. And then from that place, you can yeah, kind of do we, anything. Yeah. We nourish ourselves. I mean, we, we can live, I don't remember how many days without water or I mean, without food and then less without water and, you know, almost no time without air. And so when we, when we make an agreement with ourselves that we're going to begin connecting to ourselves through our breath, we are literally saying, I will begin nourishing you in the, in the area that is the most important, your very soul, who you are at intrinsically as a human being, I will nourish you by consciously breathing in this air that allows me to have my place on this planet. That's powerful. It's just, I mean, it, it is super simple. Now there are a lot of other, you know, goal setting and other things yeah. that you can do that, but when you talk about where do I start, you honestly really start there. And there's a quietness, right? If the breath is deep, slow, quiet, regular, that already says, I'm not going to go with the chaos of the culture. I'm not going to be in the rat race. You, I know what a salon is like, like it's, you know, not in your salon, but like I, you know, in salons are really busy environments. And, and I know enough people who work in your industry who say the whole female thing can get really nasty and challenging. And so you're already saying, well, I'm going to be about deep, slow, quiet, regular, which is counterculture on so many levels. And then you start changing, that starts changing your nervous system because your heart rate variability, this is kind of geeky, but really interesting, the upbeat and the downbeat of your heart rate is tied into your nervous, it actually regulates your nervous system. So your inhaling and exhaling regulates your nervous system. So when we talk about changing patterns, long health, you know, deeply embedded patterns. Like you said, it's uncomfortable because you don't even have the pattern set yet. You've got to, you have to literally recreate neuropathways. And we know now from neuroscience that we can, we can actually change our neurobiology. And where does it start? It starts with the inhale and the exhale, regulating the heart rate variability. And that regulates your nervous system. Yeah. And when you're talking about that, are you kind of, are you talking about fight or flight too with the nervous system? Like if you're in this heightened state of like always looking over your shoulder, kind of putting out the next last mm -hmm. fire, making sure like, you know, someone's getting their gloss put on and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you can't do big picture thinking. So like by slowing it down and like, you can start to kind of go, this is what I want for my life and start to kind of get out of that. Yes. Because you know, you can, so we, it doesn't even mean that you're not hustling. Like what I'm talking about, you might still really be hustling and you may still be working hard. But as you said, Lindsay, it's going to feel, you're going to be fueled by that hustle. You're not going to be depleted. And so when you start, when you get curious and you turn, you know, to the, if you just take a look at your inhale, exhale, deep, slow, quiet, regular, heart focused breathing, you can be, it's how you do something. And so it's how you're in that hustle. You get, con con you get to control if you do it in a coherent state or an incoherent state. 
what I'm talking about is moving from incoherent where your, your nervous system is literally in sync with everything that's going on around you and you have no dominion over your own nervous system. But you can be in that salon environment and have dominion over your nervous system and be, you could be just as busy as everybody else, but you're doing it differently. You're doing it coherently where you're connected to your breath. When you need to breathe fast, you breathe fast. You write because you've got to hustle a little bit, but you're not disconnected. You're not outside of your body. You're, that's true embodiment. You are in your body, consciously aware of everything you're doing. It's, con- it's consciousness, right? I like to frame it this way because I feel like consciousness, it's just this word that gets tossed about. And can we ground it in? Well, what does that mean? Super simple, deep, slow, quiet, regular, you know, your, your thoughts are on that inhale, exhale, flowing from the heart center. What do I want? How am I feeling? Just being present with whatever is in your, in your environment, what's happening for you. I love that. And I feel like you said something in one of your podcasts and I could be wrong, but you were saying like the, the external follows the internal. It does. Yeah. I probably, I, yeah, I probably did because, um, What's happening internally is what's going to be expressed externally. And even like physiological symptoms, they were long in the making with what was happening with the nervous system and biology before they actually get expressed externally. And when you're conscious, you, you, you actually have a lot more control over what gets expressed. Yeah, totally. And I think the context of it too, when I was from the, or what I took from it, when I heard you say it was like the changes that you want to see in your external life, aren't going to happen until you get right in the internal world. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that really, that, that speaks to what do I really want? And understanding that from an internal perspective before you are, you know, It's just not going to happen unless you know, unless you know what you want. You're not going to, it's not going to be happening out there. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's funny because the, the episode that's airing the week prior to this is, um, a book is a CPA talking about bookkeeping and talking about finances. And she was saying like, until you figure out what enough is, you will never, you will never really get to it. And I think it's so cool to piggyback on top of that this week talking to you. And it's like, holy shit, it all comes together. Like it all goes together. Like otherwise we're on these hamster wheels of life trying to, trying to, to, we don't even know what we're trying to get. Uh huh. Yeah. We have to know where are we aiming? What are we aiming for? Yeah. And she was saying like, even if you're doing well in your business, but you don't have a plan or you don't. And I love this something uh, that in a a book I read about like figuring out what enough is. And then like, there are people that when they hit that number each year, they go on vacation until the next year, like not always climbing, 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 climbing. Cause it's like Mm -hmm. to what? And I think I used to think like, well, I'm going to get somewhere good if I just keep kind of fucking rolling. (laughs) And I realized like that you don't actually get anywhere. Lindsay, it's so true. And, um, I don't know. I'm going to just say this because it's not, it, it is on topic, but it's something for a real life experience in my life, raising five kids. So we lived abroad for 10 years and we came, you know, after we were gone for 10 years, we came back and, 
you know, we left with three tiny little people and we came back and, you know, we've got high school, middle school, elementary, and, and we're stepping back into a culture that's ours, but we don't really understand the culture because we haven't raised kids in the culture. And something that any of your listeners who are parents will appreciate, you know, the culture of um, weekend sports and travel sports and all of the extracurricular activities that are in play for kids. And in the summer, we couldn't figure out where are all of the kids we slowly learned, well, they're tucked away in activities and, oh my gosh, you've got to get them. You've, this is what you, all the parents, this is what you have to do. Your kids have to be in these activities and, oh, boom, we, we get Bruno on a travel soccer team. And suddenly we're like, this just doesn't work for us. Where's our family Sunday? Where's the rest day? Where's, we don't want to divide and conquer. And so we had, you know, we were kind of tossed back into the soup of this cultural soup. And then it was like, okay, wait a second. What do we want? This is not what we want. And so we had to backpedal and say, this isn't working for us. We're not going to do that. But it would have been very easy to say, well, this is what everybody does. This is just what we do here. This is just the way that it is there. And we had to say, what's our end game? This is where I'm getting to. I am getting mm. back to where you started. What's our end game? And we're like, none of our kids are, I mean, maybe, no, nobody, nobody was slated to be a professional athlete. Let's just say, I can say, safely say that. I did think maybe I had a professional musician. I thought maybe I have a professional actress. Um, but really in the scope of things, probably not like the likelihood, are we going to, are we going to toss away our dearly held family values? What our unique family values were to chase what everybody else was chasing. You'll just go with the flow if that's what you want to do. And we just said, no, we, we actually knew when we started out as parents, we want to be friends with our kids when they're adults. Well, that's something you foster all those 20 plus years. You're fostering that. And we're like, if we're chasing in different directions, we're chasing. We're not actually spending time with them. They're off doing their thing. And we're like on the sidelines watching. We're not really together. And this isn't, I don't want to say those things aren't valid. I'm saying for our family, it wasn't valid. Everybody gets to choose. It may be the right. I know plenty of people who have loved that, those activities. It just wasn't what was right for us, but you have to know what you want and where you're going. So we just had this vision and we're like, oh, that's not going to match up with our vision. Change course. We change course. I hope that's helpful. It totally is. And like, I feel like it's even just like as a new parent, I'm like, oh yeah, like I don't want to be in any activities. I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a quick break from, I tried some stuff. I'm like, we're, we're good. Um, but, but yeah, like even just like as hairstyles, like I've always said, like when I became a mom, it's like, what are the moms that are doing it right doing? It's like, what are the hairstylists that are killing it doing? And it's like, there's no roadmap, one roadmap that works for everyone. And like, I feel like you have mission accomplished. You have adult children that, that you are friends with. So you've, but you knew you wanted that. And I, I don't know. I just think like, it's like, even if it's not glamorous or it's not with, like you said, culture. And I think like so often, like now with Instagram and hairstyles, it's like, well, what, what's like, does everyone, everyone has a podcast or everyone's doing this. It's like, 
don't do it if it doesn't like it doesn't trip your trigger. Otherwise, you're going to be exerting energy, and like you said, with no real, and it's not going to help you move the needle. Mm-hmm. So it's like figuring out what moves the needle for the life that you want, and kind of just, and that's why, like, I was writing down, like, what do I, what do I, what do I like? How do I spend my time? How do I feel at the end of the week? And then, like, what do I, what do I not need to be doing anymore? And like, you know, like. I, I, I'm like, I'm not going to do one-on-one coaching at all. I'm not going to like all these things that I'm like, I just have to get more focused on the things that really are important to me. And I think it's like eliminating things oftentimes. It is. And you know, um, we try things out. I've opened so many doors as a coach. I've tried so many different things and you try something and you know, you realize that, well, that's not really working or it's not for the season. And you, you just can't be afraid to continually evolve in what's right for you in the moment. Cause it changes. Totally. Totally. I, I think that like this year, like I think more than anything, I think people do feel more than ever the sense of freedom to do things differently. And hearing totally. that is like, this is like, this is, you're waiting for a sign. It's this like, do the thing, like, just like, I don't know. I just feel like never has there ever been a time where it's easier to just like hang a left or do the thing you want to do. I think that that honestly is the gift of what we've all been going through over the past two years. It possibilities for how we do work and how we, how we live and, and actually having these experiences in terms of how we do family and school and, and all of that, we've busted all we've maybe busted the glass ceiling. I don't know, whatever the constraints have been around us that it has to look like this box. All that has just been blown apart. And we, we, we do have this opportunity to figure out what's going to work for us, you know, and we've employees, employers, excuse me, are far more open to um, have larger or bigger, bigger, what's the word I want? Um, I don't know. They're, they're like open to people being kind of not even in the area and just like, yes. just like it's like, like, like it's like your location, your proximities of very little interest to some employers. Now it's like, mm-hmm. I want the best person for the job. He can be mm-hmm. in Idaho. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So Dana, where can people find you? I love your podcast. I know you started it this year. I want people to oh. take along with you because honestly, you're a gift to me. And I like, you know, I've wanted to share you. I haven't been hoarding you all to myself. It's just like <laughs> we, hadn't, we hadn't, we hadn't found the right time. So where yeah. can people find you? Thank you so much, Lindsay. So I am extraordinarily, extraordinarily excited about my podcast. It's vitally you feeling younger while growing older. And I have to say, I mean, I'm 55. You don't, there's no eight. What I've learned about this podcast, it originally started thinking about midlife and beyond. And what I realized, there's no age to this podcast because people are feeling old in their 20s. If you're dealing with a shitload of anxiety or fear or health, people are having really serious health crises at very young ages, you're feeling older. So this idea of feeling younger while growing older can hit at any time in the lifespan. And um, so Vitally You, you can find that on anywhere where podcasts are, Vitally You. I am on Instagram. You know, that's something I, I've spent a couple years being really active. I'm not as active. I am active, but it, it kind of wasn't working, you know, the amount of time I needed to dedicate to it. And so 
Um, but that's the best place to find me on my website, danafrost.com. Those are the places. Awesome. And I, I to second that on your podcast, like, I don't even think of it as, I just think of it as like getting to get like a little piece of you. So I don't even, it's like everything that I love about you is in your podcast. So I, I feel like it's like, we all pick channels to like have our message come through, but you, your message is, it applies to everyone. Like who doesn't want to learn more about keeping up appearances and all these things of like, just like looking at ourselves. And I think that, um, yeah, your, your podcast is a gift. So I'm, oh, I, thank you, Lindsay. Yeah. Thank you for being on. You're well, it is my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Hey guys, I have a favor. If you enjoy She Makes Waves, the podcast, or you loved this episode in particular, can you head over to iTunes and rate and review the podcast so that we can get it in the ears of more people that need the information that we're sharing? It would mean the world to me. It empowers me to keep going and every message I get from you guys means the world to me. Have a wave making day and I'll see you next week.